This week's show starts off promising. We give you some tips on patio furniture maintenance. All right, that you know, that's the stuff you've been dying for, right? That's the stuff that's been missing in your life. Also, we check in with Mike and his Mike Page Studios Endeavor. He was selling some stuff at the Salem Arts Festival, and he uh, got to hang out with a bunch of cool street performers. And then we kind of just, you know, the, the conversation just sort of died out. But the second half, we resurrect the show with some 80s trivia. Totally random. I don't know. Let's give it a whirl. You ready to do this? We are hanging. And this episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt is brought to you by... Royal Pizza. Check them out. Get a pizza, a salad, a grinder. Check out their menu. They've got so much to offer. And also by Perez Martial Arts. Get rid of your kid for an hour at Perez Martial Arts. Small Town Scuttlebots. Hi, how you doing? It's Rick. This is my sound check. Do I look good on the levels, Michael? Wow, yeah, you do. All right, just tip it into the yellow. I'll tell you what my problem is. My, there we go. My headphones are quieter now. That, yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. All right, well, Scuttlebuds, good morning, uh, good afternoon, good evening, depending on what time you're catching this. You're either just wake it. Do you wake yourself up to, like, Scuttlebutt? That would on the be alarm. Weird. That would be. Is that a good start to a day or a bad start? I think it would be a great start to the yeah. day. Yeah. Except if the person's reaching over to hit snooze, uh, this episode's <laughs> going to take forever. Yeah. And also, hey, what do you say? If what, you're not what, the kind of person that just gets up with your alarm, yeah, this episode's going to take a long time. And but you know what? If you did wake up to small town scuttlebutt and you're really enjoying it, you wouldn't hit the snooze button. You'd be like, oh, these guys are hilarious. Yeah. I love their hot takes on important things like ketchup packets and whatnot. Roadkill. <laughs> wow. I, you know what? I'm going to carpe the fucking diem and start my day. Uh, <clears throat> so, how are you, Mike? Let's just say hi and get our uh, salutations in and out of the way. I guess. Uh, I'm great. It's a, it's a big day. Good. Can you lead the show today? Because I'm not yeah, sure. feeling great. I'm just in a funk. I'm not really. Well, can I share some news with you before we get going? Because I actually have. Well, I like... think we should get going with this news. All I know is something with Mike Page Studios just popped. Yeah. And I'm curious uh, what's going on. Yeah. So I officially um, did all the paperwork for an LLC, oh, good. which might be overkill. I don't even know. Like it, it might be more than I really need. No, you're good. But. I figure trying to get my stuff into shops and stuff, if I'm official and I've, I'm an LLC, mm-hmm. better safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. Also, speaking of which, uh, I posted a picture on my Instagram stories of a tiki that I started to carve. Yeah. I texted a friend and I was like, my goal is to get my stuff in shops by the end of the summer. Nine minutes later, I got a message through Instagram. My stuff will be in a store window very soon. Wow. So I, I'm I'm in a good mood today. That that's great. That's kind of like what we wanted to do here with Mike Page. Uh, like how I say we. Like I'm. Mm-hmm. I do that when I talk about the Celtics right now in the playoffs. You know we're yeah. we're we're in the finals. We. You yeah. know me and, all and everybody those, else and all those guys on got the team. such a huge part. Yeah, me and Jalen Brown and yeah, Jason Tatum. 
Anyway, well, that's very good. That's what you wanted to do. You yeah. wanted to make a bunch of these things. Hey, how did your, um, you had a, uh, what do you call it? A, a Salem Arts Festival. An arts festival. How did that go? It went great. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only did I do well during the festival, but I also got to hang out with Bora the Witch. What the, what, what is Sa- that? Okay. What is that? What's going on? At my booth, oh, visiting Didn't my booth. we burn booth, all these witches? Visiting my booth over the weekend, I had Bora a witch. Uh, Jason Voorhees, Friday the 13th, at the booth next to me. Uh, he was set up, like, directly behind my booth mm-hmm. at an easel painting. The best. Salem is so fun. Jack Skellington walked by on stilts. Uh, we had a giant dancing next to my booth for, like, two hours on Sunday. It's just a fun place to be. So these are just residents of Salem that like to just geek out and yeah. do performance art, yeah. kind of. Although I will say I learned I like it. So I already thought Bora was really cool, the witch. Um and like I've I've met Bora a couple times, amazing person, just fun personality to be around all this. Mm-hmm. But I found out over the weekend that the money so Bora, the real person that plays Bora works at a hospital in Boston and does Bora on the side and all of the tip money from tourists and whatever that Bora makes goes to the children's hospital or the children's wing of the hospital um, that he works at. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. And like, that's just one of those things where you're like, people like this exist. Like for all the crap mm-hmm. that you hear on a day to day basis, this person's out there being a witch for fun. And then donating tons of money to a hospital for, for kids. That's yeah, great. Yeah. We don't have to put that on the news though. We, you know, we need to put on the, the bad Horrible, miserable. Well, yeah. If it bleeds, it leaves. That's right. Yeah, but that's why the small town scuttlebutt because we're going to expose those little things. We should get a bunch of street performers on. The I was just going to say I would love to get Bora on, and the guy that does Jason, his his real name is Jason. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's delightful, and <laughs> he also works at the uh, the new Real Pirates Museum in Salem that has uh, the treasure that uh, from the Widda that that sunk off Cape Cod. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, I made a few connections over the weekend of people that I was like, these people would be really fun to have on the show. And uh, follow up, did you write any of these names down and get their phone numbers? Yeah, I've, I've got connections. Do you really? To, well, I don't have their phone numbers, but Sweet. I have connections to these people, yes. Oh, great. Yeah. So now we just set and, up. And Bora wants me to make a um, uh, some witch silhouettes for her oh. for her planter boxes out front, and I'm so excited about that. Now, like, what a fun commission. Is like, Bora, like, a character that I should know? Bora the uh, witch? Bora You're talking a, about her like like she's a, uh, you know, one of the, um, a pop culture icon in the in the witch genre. And I don't know who you're talking about. Bora is Salem famous. Okay. But should you know her? No, no. Okay. So it's not like a Disney witch or something. No, no, no. All right. Um, I'm sorry. I was trying to find a picture for you, but. That is okay. Yeah. Like. Oh, cool. Nothing to see here. Just. Well, you know, I mean, okay. So now, okay. Now that I'm looking at a picture of her, she looks uh, like she seriously uh, was influenced by the Wizard of Oz witch. Which one was that? The Wicked Witch of the West? Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's who it looks like. Yep. With the nose and the green skin. Mm -hmm. Well, good for you, Michael. I'm happy for your uh, ventures in. In Salem land. In Salem land, doing your 
your uh, wood burnings and carvings and all that stuff. Wish you well. Thank you. So, how far into the show are we? Seven minutes. Great. We got 23 left. What are we going to do with it? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. What do you want to talk What's, about today? So the kids are almost done with school. Yes. Which means it should be just about time for you guys to pack up and head to the Cape here and there. Uh-huh. Uh, did you get any work done on your kitchen island for your Cape house? Yeah, kids are getting out of school. No, I did not. What the fuck? You know what I did this weekend? I worked on my teak furniture. I cleaned the teak furniture and finished it. So That's fun. What would you use? <laughs> Do you really want to? Okay, you know what? Of course, I don't, was it tongue oil? What are we? What are we talking here? All right, you want to do this? Okay, so let's back it up. You asked the original question was, did, did have you worked on the kitchen island? Yes. Okay, so just no. Um, I got it. I'm ready to put the paneling, the sidings, and the frame it all up. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my contractor, who is providing those materials, and have I gave him the cut list and everything. Mm-hmm. This is the second trip I was driving out with the intent to pick up those cuts. And on my way down, he was asking me about how much inventory you want. And I'm like, so wait, you don't have the cuts? And he's like, nope. I was at the bridge. Fucking Uh. turned around. So anyway, no. The answer is no. But I would like to. Oh, yeah, we're out on the, we're out, okay, hanging out by the pool this weekend. Mm -hmm. That sounds lovely. Yeah, and I had to, you know, you're a wood guy. Yep. You like wood. Love it. You know a lot about wood. Yep. Um, We have some patio furniture in the backyard. Mm-hmm. This is probably interesting for the scuttlebutt. I'll just preface this story with like, hey, do you have a backyard? Do you have patio furniture? Are you looking to replace it? You know, here's a, not a buyer beware, but a buyer, just, just Take a note. heads up. Take note. <laughs> okay. If you want to get something, something nice, like teak furniture, mm-hmm. okay, you're going to have a beautiful piece of furniture. That first year, it's going to look glorious, like a nice golden tan. Yes. Okay. And it just looks so striking and rich and beautiful. But. And then you give it some time. <laughs> <laughs> and this wood starts to uh, turn gray. And some people like that. In yeah. fact, there's even a product I saw that you can wash over intentionally weather it to intentionally weather it to get it off of that like mm. right off the showroom floor like we've owned this stuff for a while you yeah. know it's not our first you know yeah. teak patio set all right if that's your thing then you just let your teak just do its thing forever but if you're not like if you're like me and like to keep it a little nice looking this stuff grays and weathers but b- beyond that that grayed weathered dead wood starts to uh yeah. it's like a habitat it's a petri dish yes that's the word that did yeah. as i was stalling there yeah. do, 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 like petri dish popped <laughs> in my head i passed that, that yeah no but if you look at it it's like you can see like there's like algae starting to grow on this thing now and there's some like some weird patterning and there's like a a, a film of organic life yeah now taking hold on your furniture that you sit down on so you got to do something about that right yeah so i did something about it Cleaned it up. Tongue oil? No. Three steps. Yep. I I sand it first. No, I didn't sand it. Okay. No, I went chemicals. I went with I went with a um a uh, a wood cleaner, Mm -hmm. and then I went with a wood brightener because it'll clean the wood, but it'll darken it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's things called tannins and other things which we don't need to get into, but you'll well anybody that's ever seen a puddle, Mm -hmm. uh, or, or you know like. Uh, when you're hiking in the woods or whatever and you see a whole bunch of oak leaves in, like, a 
a little divot yep. and it's filled with water, you mm. know what tannins are because it's staining the oh yeah the puddle is like this ugly brownish muck. That's right, and it's because of the tannins. Okay, good, good, good uh, example, I guess, right there. So when you when you clean the the, the furniture, it's going to get darker. So then you have to put another product on it it's a wood brightener it's like hey everything you just did now you can undo it imagine if they had just made the cleaning product a brightening product why don't i just mix the two things together and just bang it out right yeah uh yeah you just have to protect it from the elements and so now i have to put a protector on there which was just a uh but it's very water resistant so that's good yeah it's great it's just it took me two and a half days yeah i believe it yeah yeah but it's like i mean you look at any sailor that owns a boat I mean, you're constantly tinkering on your boat trying to, uh, I should say, smart sailors are constantly out there on their boat doing the maintenance, Mm -hmm. keeping all that algae from growing on the fiberglass parts, but also any of the teak stuff, it's constant that you need to be on top of that. Yeah. So. (laughs) That's great. You just have to do it with your furniture, too. (laughs) You were like, you know what would be great? You know what's Teak furniture. Yeah. I can't wait to get out there every June and redo all of it. Well, I'm going to do it. You know know when you do a job and you're like, I know what would make this go quicker the next time. I mean, there's one thing on the directions that said to do and I didn't. I'm like, this would be like use a a sprayer pump Mm -hmm. or apply it with a brush. I did it with a brush Mm -hmm. because it hasn't been done in a long time. I really needed to give it a little extra love and get into the nooks and crannies and stuff. So I really did it more manually. But now that I've got it all like we're starting over. From now on, this fall, I'll give it a quick spray. Yeah. Cover it up, put it away for the winter. Next spring, hit it Ready again. To go. Stay ahead of it. Yep. So, buyer heads up out there. If you want to get some teak furniture, it's going to come with a little work. But it's manageable. Just don't get behind it. But it's also going to come with a beautiful tight grain that really holds up to the weather. And it's water resistant. So, it's worth it. Yeah, and I was reading the instructions. I, I can say that because I I don't own it, so I don't <laughs> I don't have to go out there every June and be like, oh, we're doing this again. Yeah, Mike, what what's a good wood, a good hardwood resistant that you know you? What would you get furniture if you were going to get some patio furniture? What would you do? Oh man, well, this is a tough question because your woods like teak and ipe and stuff like that, like they hold up really well. But they're also, it's because it, the wood is so dense, mm-hmm. which means your furniture is going to weigh a ton. Uh, so I don't know. I don't have a great answer to that. I think I would probably go something more like oak or something and just put as much chemical on there as possible to seal it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, and just call it a day. Yeah. And not, that, not that oak furniture is going to be light, but. Yeah. How do we get out of this? Let's get out of porches. Are we done talking about porches? Porch furniture? What else you got? How, what are we doing on time? 16. 16. All right, Rick, we've spent enough time out on your patio. Should we go back inside? Yeah, let's go inside. You know, some people would call this a commercial break, but I like to consider it more of a sponsorship appreciation moment. Okay. Because I do appreciate these people. These are partners. People that help us run the show, right? Today, I'm going to highlight 
APC Pest Control. Now, I don't know about you, but I prefer to not have ticks burrow their heads into me, giving me Lyme disease. Are you in the same boat? Because if you are, all right, and you live in a in a small town with a lot of vegetation, you know, you, there's a good chance you're in uh, tick country, and uh, you might want to do something about that. Well, what are you going to do? You don't know anything about ticks, do you? I'm going to guess no is the answer to that question, which was rhetorical, by the way. If you actually were sitting there in your car and you answered no, I, I didn't hear you. I'm over here in my basement doing the ad. Anyway, try APC Pest Control. Right now, they are scheduling yard sprays. They have an organic option that's very popular for controlling both ticks and mosquitoes, which reduces the risks of that Lyme disease I was just talking about. Triple E and other insect-borne illnesses. Look them up online, find out more. APCPest.com You know you're a cool podcast when on your roster of sponsors is a rock band. Actually, they're not just rock. They do all kinds of stuff like top 40, throwbacks, hip-hop, R&B, rap, all the classics. They're pretty versatile, which is what you want when you have an event coming up and you need some entertainment. What are you going to do? You're going to get a juggler? You're going to get a... A fire eater? No. You gotta up your game. Okay? And I don't think Bruno Mars is walking through that door. I don't know. Maybe maybe he is. Maybe you've got a connection and a fat bank account. But you're probably not going to get Bruno Mars. So do the next best thing and get my buddies over at Smear Campaign. All right? They play everything from James Brown to System of a Down. Now, who can't get down with that? Check them out. Smear Campaign. They're on Facebook. And that concludes our weekly sponsorship appreciation moment. Let's get back to this riveting conversation between Michael and I. Well, Mike, as fun as um, talking about patio furniture is, I, I guess, I guess I'm showing my hand. I, I've got nothing today. I got. I've been. I've been really busy. Life has been. Wearing me down, man. And um, you know what? I got this. I got. What do you got there in your hand? Well, I just found crazy '80s trivia sitting in the basement. Now, <laughs> that's an old Christmas present. I'm. <laughs> well, it's about to pay dividends. So whoever <laughs> this is from, they're great. Crazy '80s trivia, dude. All this right. is my decade. I'm gonna give you a stack, and yeah. I will take a stack. All right. We will ask each other. Now. You were older in the 80s, obviously, just mm -hmm. like you're older today. Yep. Um, so you'll have more of a solid, like, understanding of some of this stuff. You were there for it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, hey, neat. Yeah. Um, I lived it. Yeah. I was born in 83, so. Yeah, you you missed half of yeah, it. Yeah. I, I, I was like, eh, the Care Bears, they're okay. Uh -huh. But the Snorks are way better. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. So you want to go first, or do you want yeah, me to go first? I will ask you first. Rick, what term was coined in the early 80s to describe a young professional working in a city? A yuppie. Yeah, that's really easy. I hope yeah. you get harder than and this. And yuppie was for young professional. Yeah, young professionals. Yuppies. Oh. Right? I don't know. Oh. But 
works for me. What was this? What was <clears throat> nailed it? What was Joe Montana's nickname? Joe Cool. Okay. He's my my childhood hero. Of course, yeah, I, know. I know it's like you don't have to know anything about the eighties to know that. Which rap artist created the album "It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back"? Oh, Public Enemy. Nicely done. You'll get. You should get this because this was. This is like later eighties. What was the name of the animatronic talking bear that read stories to girls and boys? Oh, Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah, things messed up. Yeah, it was. I mean, if you saw Child's Play, any doll that's more than like you know twelve inches high, yeah, and is plush and but Teddy Ruxpin, has eyeballs and Teddy stuff. Ruxpin, you're sold a false bill. Yes, he's plush, but let's not forget there's a giant tape deck in his back. That, that thing was the furthest thing from being a stuffed animal. <laughs> Rick, who is Gordon Matthew Thomas Sumner? Gordon Matthew Thomas Sumner. All oh, oh, Sting. Wow, yeah. I was. If you really got hung up, I was going to give you a clue that while he has four names, he traded them for one. Mm-hmm. Just say his first and last name, Gordon Sumner. Yeah. Sting. Okay. I never would have known that. Uh, what was the name of the burnt serial killer who used gloved hands with razors to kill his victims? Freddy Krueger. Oh, you got that? These are too easy. Oh, here's one. <laughs> what music video made the slick back hairstyle a popular trend? What music video? Um, Stray Cat Strut. I have no idea. Yeah, because the question was bad. It didn't. Was it? Yeah, it just it it, it was way too open ended. Uh, the answer is Robert Palmer's "Addicted to Love." Oh, okay. The lights are on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're not home. Right. Uh, no. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> okay. Um, that video later on would be copied by Shania Twain in "Man, I Feel Like a Woman." Fun nice. fact. Nice. Are we going to do this for the whole show, or should we just, like... No, we're just going to do a bunch of them. Okay. <laughs> oh, I wish I got this question. All right, Rick. Who did Alf live with? Like, the the name of the family? Yeah. Oh, I, I... My name is Gordon Shumway. Oh, yeah. I like cats, but who did he live with? Not the Shumways. No, the Tanners. Tanners. Okay. Really? They were... That was a Tanner family, too? Like, mm-hmm. Full House? Yeah. Interesting. Oh, here's another question for you, Mike. Who won the Super Who won the Super Bowl three times during the 1980s? <laughs> I'm not kidding. The San Francisco 49ers. Boy, this is awful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for taking it easy on me, Rick. Yeah. What was the name of the legendary pirate in the Goonies? What was the name of the leg- uh, One-Eyed Willie? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. In the song Hand Jive... From the 50s, uh, he knows a cat named One-Eyed Willie. Oh, that's terrific. Hand jive, I think. Or is it Way Out Willie? I know a cat named... I don't remember. Hand jive, isn't that a song by um, Eric Clapton? Here's another one. Who played in Super Bowl (laughs) sixteen, also known as the Sweet Sixteen? Is that the 49ers and the Bengals? I was going to say, I'll give you a hint. One of them is the 49ers, of course, and the Bengals. Yeah. yeah. San Francisco beat the Bengals to Sorry. win their first Super Bowl. Sorry, Chris Collinsworth. 
Rick, what kind of car was featured in Knight Rider? Is the, I want to see an IROC Z. <laughs> no. Trans Am. Yeah. But okay. it's they they specify a super powered intelligent Pontiac Trans Am. Pontiac Trans Am. Okay. I used to get this magazine all the time. What was the name of the famous skateboarding magazine founded in 1981? Rad. No. Ah. And I still you see kids today wearing the T-shirt of the. So I should magazine. know. Is it like sp- Spitfire? No, nope. uh, no, but but I'm you're kind of like, going along the lines of like when I tell you, I think that you're gonna, you know it. Yeah, it's Thrasher. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thrasher. Yeah, I used to get Thrasher like in the '80s, and you know that's when skateboarding was, you know, here on the East Coast. I mean, it was already out like in California for a decade, but then we were getting into it. Yeah. And Tony Hawk was the man. The Bones Brigade, the Palo Peralta Bones Brigade. You remember mm-hmm. all those? Yeah, sure. I mean, I knew nothing about them at the time. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know anything about them until like probably mid to late nineties. But I was way behind. But yeah, I'm like Tony Hawk's like fifty years old. He's still riding a skateboard on a half yeah. pipe. Yeah, I saw a video. Like that's flesh and bones going twenty feet up in the air, off launching off of the 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 coping of a twenty foot tall uh, ramp in the first place. Yeah, you're forty feet in the air. Yeah, you're you're like fifty. You can't do that. Uh, how do you not break bones? I'm still reeling. I still have a, <laughs> I have a piece in my elbow that I can move around that wasn't there before. I have to go to the doctor and get this fixed. I thought it was just a... That was falling off a mountain bike a month ago. Yeah, right, right, right. This guy is like crashing and spilling on a wooden... I don't know. I don't know. It's not fair. It's not fair that some human beings can do that and others can't. I think it's a matter of willpower. Yeah, and, and don't like, tell me, don't tell me I could do it. Yeah. And you know, Rick, if if you had a little willpower, if you had a little self discipline, Rick, you know, you could have done that. You could have launched forty feet up in the fucking sky on a skateboard. But no, you know why you don't, Rick? Because you don't have the balls, and you don't have the attitude. No, I'll tell and you. You don't have the commitment. No, no, that's not true. I just don't have the talent. I'll skill t- yeah, I was gonna say I'll tell you why you don't do it. Because yes, you could launch yourself <laughs> forty feet up, but you, good luck landing it, Rick. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. It's like you, now you would get up. You would wily coyote it. You would go up. You'd reach the zenith of the uh, jump. Yeah. And you would freeze midair, look straight towards the camera, and go bing, bing. <laughs> and then you would just plummet straight down. Yeah. <laughs> nope. And you would grab onto the, the skateboard and hold it above you like it's going to be a parachute. You know, I think I've said this before. When I was a kid, I had the Tony Hawk Powell Peralta ramp board, and a neighbor had a half pipe. Like a ten foot half pipe. Wow, and there were guys that were getting really good on it. I mean, they could drop in. Do you know what a drop in is? You take the yeah, tail yeah. of the skateboard, you lean over the edge of this ten foot drop, yeah, and then you lean forward on your skateboard, and for about three feet, you're riding down your skateboard vertically, right? Which means your body needs to be perpendicular yes. to the vertical part of the top of the ramp. Yeah, I can and, never, never, and, ever, not even at a like a. Well, I'm invincible, you know, 10-year-old or 11-year-old or 12-year-old. I was like, hell no, not doing it. I would stand at the top of the ramp, and I'm like, you guys are fucking doing this? And if you... (laughs) Like, I can't, no way. And if your instincts kick in and tell you to lean back more so that you're more upright, the board is going ahead of you, and you're not riding it anymore. Exactly. That's the thing. It was like, I get it. You have to lean into it. These guys are leaning with their front knee bent. They're leaning into a straight fall down. To me, that was the scarier part than going up the ramp. I just wanted to go up the ramp. (laughs) I wish I just had the the power like from zero to 
10 miles an hour up the, yeah. you know. I think anybody that does that is also <clears throat> the kid that, like, jumped from the swings when it was, like, at the absolute highest. That, that was the kid that, like, leapt off the swing and soared through the air, like, 30 feet. Well, that I be- did all the time. like, just landing in a heap on the ground and being like, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, we did that all the time. Yeah. That, that I could do because... You know, maybe it's because of the security of I'm holding on to two chains. My seat is securely, yeah. you know, under my butt. Well, you know, the other thing, once you let go, you are trying to stay upright. Mm-hmm. It's not like dropping in where you That's right. where you need to be staring straight down. Yep, I want I want my feet below me, so I'm going to do that. Yeah, we used to call that the, uh, you ever do the, um, you ever give someone an underdog? Did you guys call it an underdog? I never heard the term underdog until I worked at the after-school program. One of the kids was like, do you want to give me an underdog? And I was like, no, I like having a job. (laughs) It does sound, yeah. No, if you give someone an underdog, okay. But yes, now I know what it is. Okay, but if you didn't know what an underdog is, it's like you push somebody behind you. I do this with my kids on occasion. You're, You're pushing them, and then, you know, you get them going really high, and then when they come back, you grab the seat of the swing and you, you know, run with it and then you push it as you're running with it. And, you know, as you keep running and the person on the swing is in front of you, you just run under them. Like you run yeah, you, through you them as they go up all the way forward with them and then keep running. Yeah. So that they are then going down behind you. Yeah. We used to do that stuff. It was awesome. We used to, we used to have contests, you know, who could jump the farthest, who could jump the highest, who could do the best air guitar, you know? Sure. It was always, yeah. it was always air guitar. I'm sorry. Who could do the best air guitar on the swing during during your your flight? Oh, from, so yeah, you sure. jump from the because we were so watching, you were doing the Van Halen. We're watching, uh, you know, we're watching guys like, you know, we're watching. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I remember, we you know we, uh, we would uh, Twisted Sisters. We're not going to take it. it. Was huge in second grade, <laughs> and we'd be jumping off into the big sand. You know, yeah. We're gonna take it and you'd have to get the whole line while yeah. you're in the air it just <laughs> and that's all you'd hear like yeah 20 minutes of recess nine boys just all lined up on their swings just i could see doing AC/DC not breaking ankles and jumping off as well I'm sorry, say that again i could see doing acdc and leaping off the swing as well yeah and you know how he he would do like the little hops mm-hmm. i feel like you could kind of get that going i don't know pete townsend with the big windmill yeah all right. Um, how are we doing on time now? 30 minutes. 30 minutes. We are killing this. We're killing it. Dude, see, this is great. This turned into a conversation because one of these questions is going to lead to and yeah. then we cut out a couple. Yeah, right. Oh, here you go, Rick, and I'll give you a hint. This is 80s trivia, so you have a 1 in 10 chance of <laughs> guessing it. Okay. What year? When did Diet Coke hit the scene? Oh, God. <laughs> Diet Not Coke? when did it come out. When did it hit the scene? Yeah. No, 83. Everyone knows that. Oh, do they? Because it's 1982. Oh, 82. Technically, technically speaking. But, but it hit the scene in 83. <laughs> it hit the scene, yeah. <laughs> 82 is when it was released. Well, you know, things go, you know, from west to east, right? Like, yeah, it, yeah. it didn't hit the east coast until 83. Yeah. By the way, where do you stand on Pepsi and Coke? Pepsi all the way. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too, Mike. Now, Mike, Mike, I think people have been indoctrinated into thinking, "Oh, I'm th- I'm thirsty. I need to quench my thirst. I need a drink." They see stuff up there. They just go, "What would you like? Give Give me a Coke." It just seems to somehow that brand sort of made 
their name, yeah, the the moniker almost for right, cola, right. right? Yeah, is that the right term, moniker? Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's like saying, "Oh, I need a Kleenex instead of a tissue." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But right. when you taste the two, like in the eighties, the trivia question didn't ask anything about this, but in the eighties there were the cola wars. Okay. Yes. Yes. You've heard of the Cold War. Yeah. Right. You've heard of the Vietnam War. But they're only one letter away from the real issue yeah. of the time. But the Cola Wars were really what had this country divided. Okay. Now, some people preferred the Coca-Cola. Others claimed they preferred the Pepsi. But it was soon revealed that a lot of people didn't know what they liked. Yeah. So we did the Coca-Cola. Ch- I mean, the was it the Pepsi Challenge? Pepsi the, Challenge. The Pepsi Challenge. Yeah. Where you're doing a blind study. Take a sip from this cup. Now take a sip from this cup. Which one did you like more? Huh? Yeah. We like this one. Ah, sucker. Ha. That was the Pepsi. Ha. We knew it. You liked yeah. ours more. You idiot. <laughs> you don't like Coke? Yeah. How, uh, how funny of a commercial. Like, even when I was a kid, Mike, watching those commercials, I'm like, how many people did they cut out of this commercial who said Coke? Right? Right. 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 Like, yeah, like they're giving the impression that they're batting a thousand. Yeah. Every single person that's come yeah. up here and tried these two nondescript colas yeah. always picks this one, and this one happens to be ours. We thought we'd like to share that with you. And Pepsi had Ray Charles as a spokesperson. I know that was Diet Pepsi, but still. They had Michael Jackson, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Jackson. Then he lit his hair on fire. Yeah, whoops. Thanks, Pepsi. <laughs> I came here to do a commercial for you, right? Didn't that happen during a Pepsi commercial? Yeah. Caught yeah. a fire? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does your hair ever catch on fire when you drink Pepsi? No. No. You're not getting your money's worth. Probably. You're doing it wrong. Probably. Um, one more question. I'll give you a question as before we get out of here. Sure. You want to do that? Let me... Uh, Peruse through here. Let me see here. Let me get a good one. Ooh, this is a good one. And the Scuttlebuds at home, you're going to like to play. And we're going to, you, you'll, you're, every Scuttlebutt is going to want to pause this before I give the full answer. Okay. And Mike, you're not going to get it. Who were the five leads in the movie, The Breakfast Club? Ugh. Emilio Estevez, Molly oh. Ringwald. Two. I'm out. Wait. <laughs> Brian Brian Michael Hall? No. What's his name? I'm right though, right? You know who I'm talking about. You're Michael Michael Anthony Michael Hall. I'll Anthony give it to Michael you. Hall. I'll right, give it right. to you. Yeah. No, I was wrong. You were two thirds correct. Uh, who are the other ones? Scuttlebuds? Mar- Martin Sheen? I mean uh Charlie Sheen? He wasn't in it. No, that's his brother, Emilio Estevez. Oh yeah, I already said Emilio Estevez. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I got nothing. Ali Sheedy. Okay. And who was the tough guy? I don't know. I've literally never seen the movie The Breakfast Club. Judd Nelson. And hold up. <laughs> You've not seen that movie? No, and I knew as soon as you asked, I was like, Rick's going to be so mad. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Okay, you need to watch that before school starts next year. And then we'll talk about that next year. Okay. Like when school starts or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just watch it. Yep. Now I'm so pissed off. You've not seen that movie? No, this has come up on the show Have before. Have you seen... Uh, Really? Yeah. We've talked yeah, we talked about Breakfast Club yeah, like, quite a bit. Is yeah, well, you you referenced one time like one of the characters and how I how what I was doing was like this one scene and I was like, mm, "Okay, whatever." All right, Mike. And I tried to play along and you called me and you were like, "You you don't know what I'm talking about." Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yep. Don't mess with the bull, Mike. 
You know why? You get the horns? You never... Oh, yeah, you didn't see the movie. No. Get us out of here and then go home and watch that movie. Will you? All right, what did we learn today? Rick knows more about the 80s than I do. And uh, But, hey, Rick, let's see if you can answer this one. This this is for all the marbles. Okay. Who directed the movie Fast Times at Ridgemont High? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't I didn't figure you would. Because it's... <laughs> Because it's it's not a name that I knew, and I was like, maybe he won't know it. Amy Heckerling. Oh, I'm surprised a woman did that. I, I was, too. That's why I thought it was. I mean, it just seems like a lot of guy humor yeah. in it, you know, to, to be uh, Sean managing. Penn was in that one. See, I know something. Oh, sure, of course. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next week. We here at Small Town Scuttlebutt love that you listen to us every week. If you like what you hear... Go support the businesses that help support us, like APC Pest Control, Larkin's Liquors, Mario's Lawn Care, Perez Martial Arts, Medfield Village Cleaners, Royal Pizza, Park Street Books, Smear Campaign, and Mike Page Studios.